Hello, lovers, and welcome to another episode of the Soul in the Wild podcast. I'm your host, Brenna Stone, and on this podcast, we talk about all things related to holistic health, sustainability, self-development, and spirituality. This is a place for us to grow and learn together and fully expand into our higher selves. Thank you for tuning in, and let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight. I have a few things on the agenda today to talk to you about. One of them being that this is actually supposed to be episode seven because somehow I missed episode five. And I don't know if anybody's noticed it, but I was counting my episodes uh, the other night and I realized there's no number five. I just straight up missed it. Didn't even record it and forget to post it. Just completely forgot about it. So I will be making an episode five in the near future. Until then, I'm just going to continue on as normal. And the other items on the agenda today are PCOS. I want to discuss what that is and get into the details about that in hopes to educate people who may not know what it is and hopefully they can learn something. I would also like to talk about my own personal journey with PCOS and let people out there who are listening and maybe have it that let them know that they are not alone in this journey. There are a lot of people out there that are dealing with this on a day-to-day basis. And the last thing I would like to, actually there's two. There's two other things. I would like to talk to you a bit about my website and its release date on February 22nd. And then the actual last thing is a story from earlier this week from work and how it kind of related back to my life. And I feel like it might resonate and relate back to your life as well. For those of you who don't know, I am, let us start with the story. Uh, It happened Monday. For those of you who don't know, my day job is that I am the head of a horse program with a nonprofit organization, and I also take care of our herd of 10 horses. And I am in charge now, due to some other circumstances, I am now in charge of putting out round bells for them to eat. And I had never driven a tractor before. I'd never learned, even though I've been around horses for uh, most of my life. I just, I somehow skipped that little part of the tutorial on horses. I never learned how to drive one. So I'm learning now. And on Monday, we were practicing me picking up hay bales and moving them to a different location just to get used to the fork on the front of the tractor. And I was really nervous. I was putting one of like picking up a hay bale and putting it back where we had got it. And they're like, like 30 feet apart. It's not that hard, but there's a slight incline. And because the tractor's manual, and I've also never driven a manual um, vehicle at all, I I didn't really know how to operate it going uphill, like, you know, it doesn't go, if any of you have driven a manual, 
I quickly discovered that it does not go uphill unless you let off the clutch. Otherwise, you just kind of keep rolling back. And it made me nervous. And so I was really holding onto the clutch a lot of the time and the brake. And I wasn't trusting myself. And I didn't really realize that I wasn't. I was just really nervous. And then I, and I'm sorry if this is really rambly, it's just, it's, it's just those synchronicities that happen and you're just like, whoa, can't believe that just happened. It's like the universe knew it needed to tell me this. And I feel like one of these moments was then. Anyway, struggling up the little hump with my hay bale in tow and the second time I tried it after I backed down to go again, I actually, without even realizing it, to be quite honest, let off the clutch and the brake and just kind of went up the little hill and it just worked out so easily because I wasn't hesitating. I wasn't trying to restrict anything and it just flowed. And the, my coworker that I, who was helping me and instructing me, um, was like, see, that worked that time because you were trusting yourself. You let off the clutch and you were trusting yourself that you could do this. And I just kind of sat for a moment because I feel like that's a big theme in my life right now. A big theme of not trusting myself and trying to learn to trust myself. And it's like the universe knew that this would be a weird lesson to tie into that. Who knew that driving a tractor well, learning to drive a tractor and learning how to operate a manual vehicle would would be like this and would relate back to your own life. It's crazy how that works, right? So maybe there are some of you out there who have driven a manual and know what I'm talking about, but if not, uh, just give it a little Google search because I am not the girl to tell you how to do that. I'm still learning myself, but maybe... You guys just need to also let off the clutch a little bit and trust yourself because I know that's what I need to do. So that's just my little long rambly story about how something at work related back on a deeper level to my life and maybe it will also resonate with you in some way. Next, let's jump into how PCOS works what it is, all of that good stuff. Let's talk a little bit about polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. And just to let you guys know, I will be talking more from memory and the heart today rather than a whole bunch of facts and articles. I do have one article pulled up to make sure that I stay on track. Other than that, it's all from memory and my own research that I've done in my own journey. I will, however, link the article that I'm reading from uh, for you down below in the show notes, so that way you can look at it too. So PCOS has a very misleading name, um, polycystic ovarian, meaning you have many cysts on your ovaries. And just because you have ovarian cysts does not mean you have PCOS, and not everyone with PCOS has ovarian cysts. So it's very misleading in the name because it's more of an endocrine and metabolic disorder than something specifically on the ovaries. 
and it's a disorder that affects the entire body. Some of the symptoms of it include irregular menstrual cycles, small cysts in the ovaries. It can cause facial and body hair, like excessive facial and body hair. It can cause acne and mood changes. It can cause higher levels of androgens in the body, which are the male hormones. And because you have those um, excessive amounts of male hormones, that can cause the excessive facial and body hair. And you can see different hair patterns on your body. Say you have more of a mustache or you have a lot of hair acne along your jawline or maybe you have a bit of a trail of hair down your stomach those are all signs of more um, of higher levels of androgens in your body and it's actually not a rare disorder it's very common however it's often misdiagnosed or undiagnosed completely and so that leaves it very unmanaged in most people who have it. I read a stat somewhere sometime, and I'm not sure if it's still correct, but it read one in four women have PCOS. The article in front of me says it may affect roughly one in 12 women. Either way, both of those stats show that it's quite common and not as rare as people may think. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of understanding of the causes of PCOS and I think and a lot of people think that the causes vary for different people which I mean there's genetics there's behavior there's lifestyle and environment that all can play a role in the causes of PCOS like the root cause of it especially since it's an endocrine um disorder, meaning if you don't know what endocrine is, endocrinology is the study of hormones and the glands that secrete those hormones, like your thyroid, your pituitary gland, your pancreas, those sorts of things. For a diagnosis, you usually just have like a short assessment or some simple tests. One of these tests can include an ultrasound, but you do not always need to have an ultrasound done to be diagnosed with PCOS. Because it is so common with people who have a uterus and ovaries, it's quite important to make sure that you rule out PCOS as uh, an issue that you may have if you have health issues. If you don't, you go, you do it, you slay, but if you do have health issues, make sure that PCOS is not an underlying one because untreated PCOS can lead to a wide variety of more serious health problems. And the symptoms of the disorder itself can cause significant stress on you emotionally and mentally and obviously physically. Unmanaged PCOS has been associated with type 2 diabetes, infertility, cardiovascular disease, obesity, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, sleep apnea. For those of you who don't know what sleep, sleep apnea is, it is disrupted breathing during your sleep and also depression. So that, that kind of goes back into the symptoms where mood changes was a symptom so maybe you get 
misdiagnosed with major depression and it turns out it's just PCOS, but because that PCOS is misdiagnosed and unmanaged, you actually do fully develop a depression in your mind and nobody wants that. So it's very important to make sure you rule out that as an underlying cause. And obviously you can reach out to your healthcare provider for more information on that. I'm just here to kind of inform you guys about what it is from my own journey and own perspective. And even if like your menstrual cycle is irregular, it doesn't mean you have PCOS. Um, Infrequent or absent periods can be caused by other health issues or lifestyle factors um, like a thyroid disorder all the way to if you possibly have an eating disorder when you are anorexic, it can starve your body of the nutrients it needs to have a period. Therefore, they may be infrequent or absent completely. So we talked a little bit about what it is, about the symptoms and the diagnosis process, and also what can be misdiagnosed and undiagnosed and why it's important. We just kind of talked all about that. Now let's talk a little bit about treatment. Um, There are different medications that may be prescribed for PCOS. Birth control is a big one. However, it is not a cure. It's more of like the first line treatment um, after or with lifestyle changes. Other medications may be anti-diabetic medication or anti-androgen medication. Um, One of the biggest anti-diabetic medications that is prescribed is metformin. Um, It helps regulate blood sugar in some forms of PCOS. Notice I said different forms of PCOS, meaning that there are different things that can cause it. You may have hormonal imbalances. You may have cysts. You may have a combination of those. You may have, I don't remember any of the other things. Those are a couple of them that I remember from all of the readings that I've done is that there are some underlying root causes that may be different depending on the person. Therefore, metformin may not be right for you but it may work well in someone whose insulin is not working correctly with their PCOS. People who want to be pregnant, they may be prescribed a drug to help them ovulate. It really just depends on the person what is prescribed or even not prescribed because medicine isn't the only thing that can help um, treat PCOS. Uh, Diet and exercise and behavioral changes are a big factor in preventing and managing PCOS. The two biggest things that I always read when I um, read about what foods help you um, kind of regulate maybe your insulin or your hormones or both is limiting simple carbohydrates and sugars because it keeps your insulin in balance and can prevent inflammation. But again, there isn't a lot of um, evidence out there or a lot of research done out there about it. We're still learning about it, especially because if I remember right, I heard 
read somewhere that it's more prevalent, prevalent, prevalent now than it ever has been. And I personally think a lot of that is probably due to how our food is made and presented to us. But that is a whole nother conversation for a whole nother time. Um, obviously not smoking is important because nicotine can increase andro androgenic activity and smokers tend to have more testosterone in their body. Some people may also seek out herbal um, treatments and supplements as like a complementary medicine to the Western medicine that they've been prescribed. However, there's not a lot of research at all on that, on the effectiveness of these approaches for PCOS, but I, I would say, you know, do what's right and be safe about it. But again, I'm also not a medical doctor, so don't take my advice to heart. That is just what I feel and think and what I have found to be beneficial in my own personal journey. We'll touch real quick on PCOS infertility. Right now, it's not a huge factor in my life, um, so I don't really want to spend a whole bunch of time on it, but I do want to touch on it a little bit so you have as much information as you can get. Um, people with PCOS do ovulate sometimes, but not always. Um, since the release of an egg happens about once a month, and people with PCOS ovulate less frequently or predictability, predictably, predictability, predictably, and maybe more prone to miscarriages, which is why PCOS is a common cause of infertility. But you can get pregnant with PCOS. Um, it's usually a lot harder and it takes a lot more effort, but it can be done if that's what you want. However, I do want to point out that just because you have PCOS and you are more prone to infertility, that does not mean you need to toss that birth control of any form out the window because you still should use um, protection, guys. Still use that protection. Even if you have PCOS and you're like, I'm infertile, it's fine. It's, it's not. You're not always infertile 100% of the time with PCOS. Unless, of course, there's a case out there and you are. I don't know. I don't know everybody in the world with PCOS, obviously. It's almost like the possibilities are kind of endless with this disorder because a lot's not known about it. There's a lot of factors. There's a lot of different um, uh, playing cards that can have a role in this, like we talked about, lifestyle, genetics, behavior, all of that. So it's just kind of this one big wild card of a disorder. You never know what you're going to get and what's going to help you and what's going to happen. So that's why it's important to also, if you're diagnosed with this, I find it's also important to go out there and do some of your own research and learn a lot on your own as best you can. So that way you can be more informed about what's happening in your body. It also helps to reach out to others who may have PCOS and talk with them about their own journey and where they're coming from. Next, I want to share my 
own personal journey with PCOS and how I finally was able to find a doctor that could help me. So let's get into that next. Let's talk a little bit about my journey with PCOS. And just to forewarn you guys, I will be getting into more TMI details with uh, my body just because I think that it's important that you know what's going on with me to understand to better understand my journey with it and where I'm coming from and how it can affect someone differently than the next person. So we're taking it back to my 13th birthday when I got literally the day of. I got my very first period and ever since then it's been super irregular in terms of when I get it and how heavy it is. It's always always been it's like a gamble it's it's a wild card every time I get it and so when I was in junior high and high school I honestly didn't really think much of it and kind of thought it was a little strange but other than that I didn't really think of it and just moved on with my life and I was living out my best life as a weird little teenager so fast forward to 2014 when I was 20 and I was having difficulty maintaining a healthy weight, healthy and comfortable weight for me. Um, the weight, I never really gained weight necessarily, but I couldn't ever lose it either. No matter how healthy I ate or how much I exercised, nothing seemed to change my body. And I was very confused because, you know, for other people, you do something different and it changes your body. For me, that's not what happened and I got frustrated. So I decided to do some research on what I was having trouble with and I came across polycystic ovarian syndrome and I was like, hey, you know, this kind of fits all of the troubles that I've been having, everything. I, I do have odd patches of hair on my body that aren't normal. I do get a lot of acne around my jawline. I do have a lot of mood changes. I had irregular periods. Um, I don't know if I ever had cysts because I've never had an ultrasound. I'll get to that in a minute. But I just felt like PCOS was the thing. I felt it in my gut. I was like, this, this is what's going on. But I need someone to officially diagnose me with it if I want to get any kind of medication to help me like reach a goal of managing it. So I searched and searched for doctors and nobody would listen to me. All the doctors I saw would dismiss me. They wouldn't listen. They just would like prescribe something or not. I don't even know how to explain it. They just, I wasn't being seen. There was not a doctor that would like hold space for me and listen to what I had to say. And then because I was 20, they probably thought I was just overreacting or something. I have no idea. The point is nobody would listen. So finally, fall of 2015, I went and saw this wonderful PA, which who is which means a physician's assistant. I'm sorry, I got tongue-tied. Um, PA is a physician's assistant. And she actually listened to me. She 
And maybe one of the differences is that I saw a female doctor over a male doctor. I have no idea, but he listened to me and we, after a short little assessment, we basically diagnosed me with PCOS. Um, it helps that she has dealt with PCOS in the past. And so she knew symptoms to look for and the questions to ask. And so I, it was very short assessment that, and then she came to the conclusion of PCOS. And because I had so many of the other symptoms, that's how she came to that conclusion without needing to do an ultrasound. But like I said earlier, there may be people out there with PCOS that do not have ovarian cysts. And those that have ovarian cysts may not have PCOS. So you just never know. She then prescribed me metformin and a birth control pill. And I took the pill up until fall of 2018. And then I have an IUD. And since the first month of having the IUD, I have not had a quote unquote period. I have the Marina, I think is what it's called, M-I-R-E-N-A, I think, and it's a three-year IUD, and it only has progesterone in it, if I remember correctly. It does not have synthetic estrogen in it, which was one of my big things. I didn't want synthetic estrogen, but I'm also not sure if I like this one or not. I will decide more of what to do when it gets closer to the time of taking it out. I am still looking up things about IUDs and all that stuff. So not really a conversation for now because I don't know. And then the metformin I took up until I would say at the end of last summer. And then I decided to wean myself off of it because I wanted to, after four, almost five years of taking it, I wanted to see what my body was like without it because I was taking it, uh, I would say twice a day at least for every day for, uh, for almost five years. And I wanted to know what my body was like without it. So after that little experiment, I decided that I would, um, start taking it again. I think it was last week because I have noticed in the last few months the patches of hair are more prominent than they were. I have, which I didn't mention this in the part about PCOS, but it can also cause patches of darker skin on you that are kind of velvety. There's a, uh, there's an actual name for it, but I don't remember what it's called right now off the top of my head, but I noticed those coming back more prominently and I decided maybe it was time to start taking it again and maybe also look deeper into nutrition and what that can do to help me as well. So that's where I'm at in my own personal journey. I apologize if this was very rambly. Um, there are a lot of finer details that I didn't want to share on a public podcast, but if you want to message me, I will be more than happy to share the details if there's a part of it you don't quite understand, there's a part of it that confuses you. I just didn't want to get into the 
finer details on a public podcast. But that is my story as a whole in the best way that I could explain it. Next, let us actually talk about my website and the February 22nd launch. First, let's take a quick break though. Welcome back. Let's carry on with the episode. My website, soulinthewild.com, launches on Saturday, February 22nd, 2020 at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. I am so excited for you guys to see this website. I will be talking about it for just a moment before we part ways. This website will have more about who I am and what I have to offer. Among those offerings are mentorship and photography, just to name a couple without completely spoiling you guys. I am hopefully maybe going to add a blog to the website. It is something I've wanted to dabble in since I do not know much about it. So hopefully that will happen in the coming months. We shall see. That is all I'll say for now. I have been working really hard on designing the website for you guys, so I'm super excited for you to see. If you want to be email notified about it, you can go to soulinthewild.com right now and click learn more and you'll be able to enter your email address so you can be notified when the website is fully launched. Again, that's soulinthewild.com and just click learn more and simply enter your email address so you can be subscribed and be notified. All right, that's all I have for you today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast about PCOS today and hearing my own little personal journey, even if it may have been a bit rambly. I hope you enjoyed the tractor work story and how it related to my own life and I hope that it can possibly relate to your life. I hope you're able to take away something and that something resonated with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. It means a lot to me that you did that. So until next time, be kind and do good. I'll talk to you later. Bye!